At Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's Word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. Woo! That was pitiful. I'm sorry. You have to do it again. I don't know. That was very, 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 very pitiful. That is... Hi, everyone. Hi. Oh, gosh. That's different. Yeah. That is... I'm small. Well, I broke things. I got in and Paul wasn't in here and things looked like not normal. So I normalized them and ruined everything. And by normalized, he unnormalized the normal. And so, therefore, I had to adjust and that's why we're... Um, nine minutes late. Yep. <laughs> just on the fly. We're just waiting. Yep. So, little word. how's everyone doing? Just dandy. Ready for school to like start coconut tomorrow. Candy. All right, you two wearing yellow shirts. Uh-huh. I know. I said we even, they're like the same shade even. I know. Well, you know. I called Casey. So Casey, let's wear yellow. Yeah, and the best part is it was telepathic. So, <laughs> there was no phone call. It just happened. Telepathy works? I think so. Telepathy. I feel like superheroes do those sorts of things. Yeah. Are we super- oh, wow. We're already like moving right in. No. Right? Sorry. Oh, too, too too early for the Wait transition. No. I'm no. not sure if we're going to be doing superheroes first. today. Are we going to go there? We I don't know. Can. You're the one that has Casey the typed out to. list well, of things to talk about. I do. You have the whole list and there are no superheroes on there? No. This is, this Jesus is, is on Even though there. it was superhero shirt? Yeah, but Jesus is on here. So. Jesus is on there. Stacy wanted to talk about Divergent, her new favorite book series. Oh, that is uh, a fantastic. I don't know if it's my favorite, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. I'm saying this could be the beginning of a different podcast called Nerd 30. <laughs> I can tell you, the end of the fourth book, I was like... <sighs> what a disappointment. Well, <laughs> yes. Oh, sh- the third or the fourth? The trilogy, fourth. and then there's one about... Oh, it's the third one then. Okay, well, that's what I'm starting. Because something I wanted to have happen never yeah. happened. Yeah, oh, like, Stop. Prepare for disappointment, Stacey. No. No, it was still a fantastic <laughs> book, but I was like, "Ah, that stinks." Mm. So mm, that's what I thought too. Yeah, mm. you know the best part about like this one camera thing out. is that everybody can really see the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, mm. it's kind of oh, yeah. the true story. but they can't quite see the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's all right. I could put the TV oh, on so they can see go. what we see, but we can't see what they see. Whoa. Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. Whoa, I know, mind blowing. <laughs> a little. So, um. Lacey, it's been a hot minute since you've been here. Yeah. How you been? Fine. <laughs> School starts tomorrow? Yes. Your head is in, like going insane or what's going yes. on? Yes. Is there anything new for you this year? Oh, lots of things. All the Everything. things? Everything. All the things are new. Are you Ex- no longer the person who does all the things? <laughs> all the other things. I, <laughs> I can't answer that. I know you're looking in for an things. answer and wow. I got nothing. I, 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 I learned like six new things today all at once were just mm-hmm. thrown aren't, at aren't me. Aren't like knowledge tornadoes just a blast? <laughs> knowledge. I love that. Knowledge tornadoes. Yes. My whole day has been a knowledge tornado. Just today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will be different. Um. Yeah. I. Tomorrow there will I, be students. I can't even yeah, comment on be tomorrow. A student tornado. I don't know what to expect at all. Lacey's the new school secretary. That way, it, administrative no, assistant. M- 
school administrative assistant is the long verbiage, but for yeah. people yep. that just like it easy peasy, the the I'm the face Yay. in the office. I've been getting emails from you. You have? So that means I've been going through. Well, yep. I delete them right away. I don't read them. Well, thank you. But at least I know <laughs> they're going someplace. Yep. I've got them. I'm I read kidding. them. Good. I kind of expect I don't get them. I you don't, don't have a kid. You don't have a kid in school. I don't have a kid in school. I know how to. I will add him tomorrow to make sure that he gets all the school emails. Yes. So are you, um, I mean, us parents, are we ready for school? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, on Sunday I said, we've had a great summer. I'm not, I'm ready for the structure. Sunday, well, you were dumb. I know. Did you just call your wife dumb? Sunday (laughs) me. No, he said dumb. Okay. And uh, this is now preserved on the internet. I I don't know that I'm ready for school to quite start yet, like for summer to be over. Today, let's let's move on. There was no wood for around, apparently. That you knocked on as you said those words. Our children are just very wild. You know, like transitions coming. Yeah, they know it. They feel They're it. excited for it. They're sad summers over. It's just like all that just comes out in noise and I'm ready for it. Yeah, he's so. he's acting peculiar at home hmm. today. Like we quickly ate supper and he just took a teensy bit and sat down and Jeff's like, "Eat up an egg." I'm like, "Okay." My cut said, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I'm like, "Sure, yeah, I'm fine." I just hate and eggs. I, yeah. Well, no, he loves eggs, but I think he's nervous about tomorrow because yeah. you know he's got a locker and he's got a brand new teacher yeah you know so i I think deep down inside he's a little nervous and peyton's like let's just do this let's go that's the change in schedule and 152 days and i'm out of here Or 62 or I don't know what it is. It's it's not 62 days. No, it's 100 and something. 134. I should should ask the administrative assistant about that. No, please don't. I don't know. I would go ask the teachers. It's on the calendar. Oh, yeah. They're they're counting. The teachers are counting. The teachers are counting. Yeah. The calendar. I I, I honestly don't know if that's the answer. I just thought it was 132. Okay. No, I think it's a little more than that because I remember saying it's 133 days in school and you're still wearing the wrong shirt. You've been wearing the same shirt every day. At least you're yes. consistent. So, and um, what other questions do you have? I have none. All right. <laughs> I've been busy. My head is, my head's been, I've got a buzz in my ear. It's driving me crazy. Is it a fly? No. It's a long story. Anyways, let's. Um, long stories I, do. We have only a buzz have forty-five minutes, so I don't know. Is that enough time for your story or? Well, forty-five minutes. We have forty-five minutes. It's six fifteen. No, this is a free-form podcast. We can go as long as we want. Just hey, no. I got to kids to bed. Seven. I gotta make a big sandwich. <laughs> Not a big salad. No, I gotta make a big sandwich to feed the teachers tomorrow. I hit no, the table. I, I, my buzz is gone now. That's awesome. That. That's a win. Being truthful, asking. Anthony. Okay. She's got a bit. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we read a verse? I like that. Jesus. Got it. Time. So not, God uh, is in all things, including big sandwiches. You're, you're yeah. We're doing Colossians one, one. fifteen through twenty. Good job. You know, did they serve sandwiches at the Last Supper? <laughs> what? It was hummus. They had bread. Unleavened. Unleavened. I was about to say that. Unleavened bread. Well, I know. And but wine. We know that. They had charaset. What is that? <laughs> Part of the Passover meal. Yeah. That sounds I don't like remember what's in that one. Say that word. I don't remember if that's the bitter herbs isn't or if that's there, like the right? apple it nut. lamb too, right? See, you could put that on bread like Yes. Because they like brought the lamb in as a pet for a little while and then were like. Water. <laughs> did you say water? Flutter they water it. Oh. They watered the lamb. And that turned into wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemous. 
it was reading. So I was, to these people. It was it was so enough. fun. Like I actually brought out like last last spring around Easter, I, I brought out like what a full Passover service looks like to the seventh and eighth grade religion class. And we got to the part of you know, the lamb becomes a part of your household for a period of time. And I said, you know, I said, so what will that what what would that be like? And they're like, do you mean is wait, is that the Passover lamb? Is that the one that they kill? And I just nodded. They're like, no. I'm like that's why it's called a sacrifice. It's yeah. it's supposed to suck a bit. Mm-hmm. Not just pick a it's random. You suck a bit. <laughs> well, we're, okay. we're actually going to get into some of these things. Well, it kind of. Sure. Let's read the verse. Christ in all things. Well, yes. Colossians 1, 15 to 20. To 20. 20. All right. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. I like how they use the word things a lot. <laughs> things. things, yeah. In all things. In all there things. you go. Okay, so my, my, I guess my first question is, um, well, that really question was through a statement then a question okay in in your message yep you mentioned that jesus was he, well I, I written down i wrote it down here jesus is the word and he is the beginning yep. he's also the final word and we were talking started talking about the concept of middle words yep and how he works with us as we are in our middle words yes or some sort of yeah so this is a um the whole theme of the service we were kind of um being re- um the the national youth <laughs> gathering the, the the those that went to the national youth gathering were kind of presenting what they learned and one of those things there was a mass event which is the main event where like everybody comes together every night with 20 some thousand kids uh or 20 it's thousand loud. it's loud um <laughs> but there's a main speaker um and this one happened to be zach zender who is uh we you know we've done um the the being the the red letter challenge and the being challenge from him about a he's, year ago he preached at trinity yeah, he's he's a pastor at uh, uh king of kings in omaha and he was one of the main speakers at the national youth gathering and um so his theme that night was this idea of middle words um, but those middle words whether not, they're not middle earth That's not middle earth and not middle fingers um, <laughs> but middle words of like sin death pain um, those are not final words okay so is middle words because I, I was my next question is examples of middle words because my impression of that comment was the stuff that's in between the beginning and the end now you just said death pain sin uh, so I did not actually like I didn't oh. listen to his, his I saw a, f- a few right, forget, quotes. Forget what he said. Let's, yeah. let's so why don't you talk to someone who was there? That was one of the, one of the girls said that yes. was something that stuck out to her, yeah. right? Which yes. is what you yeah. took from that. Was, yeah. Um, and then she wasn't there the next two days or the next two services. So I was like, uh, Casey, you got to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> I did my best. Um, so um, for me, the idea of middle words is middle words is not just what's in between the very beginning and the very end, but the middle words are um, the painful words. The okay, so the struggle. Joy, in, joy would not be a middle word. Not the way that I am thinking about it. N- not, not the way it was presented. At, at, um, I, I went a little off script later that night at, at the hotel because uh, after we get back, I, we would usually we always met as just our Trinity group and kind of talked. Each person guy kind of kind of got to talk through their day, what they saw, what they interacted with, and and on top of middle words potentially being you know sad, tragic things that sin has brought into our lives, I looked at 
it. Middle words is also those things we put our hope in that can never really fulfill us like Jesus can. Like, you know, money, money is a great asset, but it can never fulfill us like Jesus can. That's a middle word. Or, you know, getting, you know, making varsity on, on your team. Phenomenal experience. Will never fill you like Jesus will. So any of these middle words that Satan uses to tempt us with to keep us away from the final word that is Jesus. So you could take it many ways. So in, in its infancy of this concept, because it really feels like it's just a, I mean, because I mean, I'm assuming he's writing a book about this because he writes a book about everything. Um, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that I guess the question I have with these middle words and, and like we'll just use either depression as one of these as mm-hmm. an example okay. is is the actual act of having a middle word in your life sin? Uh, the middle word, I, the way, again, the way that I take it, middle words are the result of a sin. Yes. Uh, so, not necessarily my specific sin, but the result of being in a sinful world. So depression is, is so sinful? No, but depression is the result of sin in this world. Okay. Like, not, Paul, you sinned, and so now you get depression, but <laughs> the there is sin and brokenness in this world. Right, which is and because there is sin and brokenness in the world, there is depression in this world. And in our bodies. I mean, if depression yeah. is a chemical imbalance in the brain, our body is not yeah. I mean, and, perfect. And our, our bodies, all of them, were once designed to be perfect when, when God's created the whole world at the beginning with his first words. But then once Adam and Eve through Satan brought sin into the picture, our bodies became subject to those middle words too of sickness, pain, falling apart, you know, whether it's sometimes it's mentally, sometimes it's physically. For me, some days it feels like both. <laughs> okay, so then my next logical step, and my, at least my thought process, if you can go through these middle words, then it really comes down to how you handle those middle words, whether or not it's actually sinful or not. At that point, you're all like, what? Well, well it, it could be. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the, way, the way it was kind of presented is everything that encompasses of what sin brought into this world has submitted us to penalties and and punishments that people were not designed to go through. Like when God when God created the world, he didn't go about saying, you know what? I think anxiety would be a great part of human life. Boom, anxiety. And you know, let's throw in a little bit of sickness. And ooh, you know, around the year 2020, COVID, that sounds great. We'll throw a little COVID in there. Like that wasn't what God was doing. It wasn't the life that he wanted for us. And so when sin enters the picture, middle words became a part of it too. The And they can be all-encompassing and in many ways distracting to what God is doing. Satan is a master at using our over-encompassing situations to make us feel like God has forgotten about us, God isn't there, or worse off, God isn't real. Like that's, Satan is a master at weaponizing these things against us. And so I don't think it's necessarily a sin to have middle words but rather middle words are what encompassed all of us like like the the best way i I look at it is you know almost as if you the the picture that came to me while we were at the uh, the national youth gathering partly because it was houston in july and it was incredibly hot and incredibly humid like that was it felt like a relief to be back in fremont and fremont was in the middle of a heat wave too um but the thing that it, it made me think of is uh unexpected cold water getting poured all over you like you can't uh, when water comes down on you, you can't not be wet. The, these, what sin brought into us, we're literally covered in 
it. We we cannot escape it. Like it, it it literally becomes part of our being, and that includes what would be described as middle words. Okay, I guess let me rephrase this. Fair, because yes, I understand that we will all have middle words or troubles or dismay or whatever adjective you want to use. I guess the where I'm saying that it's sinful is in the way we we treat it is whether or not those middle words get in the way and whether or not we um, obey God in the in our life. So for instance, if, if I'm depressed and I use that and go, well, I'm not going to fellowship with people. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to neglect my duties at work. I'm going to neglect my family. I'm going to, because of this middle word, whatever it is, then that becomes sin. Sinful. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. That's what I was trying to go with. So yeah. I guess the question is, is that the middle words itself are not sinful. It's how we get, let those middle words get in our way. How we respond. Very yeah. much so. Yes. Okay. And do we put our identity on that? I am depressed or mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm depressed, but there, there's a still work. Yeah. There's a very different, there's a very different feeling behind. I am a depressed person or I am a child of God who struggles with depression. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because the opposite of, to, to me, the opposite of these middle words is joy, I guess, but it doesn't mean that as Christians, we're just always going to be joyful. Yeah. Well, you should be joyful always. Well, <laughs> and what is that actually mean I because right because happy is and i kind of wrote down a little little thing here hold on let me find it hold on i'll find it <laughs> wait for it. okay i just cut down that joy is not always uh, um is that that you're not always going to concurrently experience it it's sometimes um i'll read this i wrote you're going to experience okay it's something that you can you might be experiencing in the future so it's more of this hope concept that the joy like um, i go back to hebrews 12 for the joy that was set before you and him endured the cross correct despising the shame because even though he was about to he was about to endure that Mm -hmm. that, the joy that he that he was experiencing was going to be a future joy of what was going to lead to yeah the way i read that is that like um as he's on the cross he's picturing you and that's the joy that is set before him is that through this action you or he gets to spend eternity with you um just me just you (laughs) yep you are the joy of jesus Paul. How many billions of people have been on this earth? But when Jesus was on the cross, yeah. he thought of Paul Paquette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that is a it, it's. I think for Jesus, in that in that sense, it was a present because he is somewhat outside of time and space. Not while he was a human, but whatever. Um, but yes, there was there was joy in that because of a future promise, uh, a future something that was going to happen in the future. But really, joy joy is not about like temporal happiness. Like not, I, I don't have joy because it was a great day today, and I'm ha- like. Um, joy is a state of state of being like I can have joy I am joyful because Jesus is in my life yeah and I, I wrote yeah. it down like this knowing that your that your hope is in Christ and your future is in Christ and that gives you an anchor that keep you moving while you're while you're facing these middle words yeah that's the way I wrote it on this piece of paper <laughs> that's, that's a, that was essentially the heart of what Zach said at National Youth Gathering all right Zach, yeah. there you go saying, you are job, Zach did you go listen to it I did not I have no idea what you, I, I can't find you can't find it yeah. um they're it was, not it, it was, was live recorded, streamed but not recorded but not yeah. at least not to my knowledge darn it it's recorded somewhere it's just not available well, for you to watch well that's fine i mean yeah. but i, I mean the general can. the general gist i mean if we and if we were completely off from each other then we would have some serious well or we'd just be looking at it from different points of view mm-hmm. like yeah. we can use this concept of middle words in all sorts of different in all things in all things <laughs> maybe <laughs> 
Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, and, and, and I guess I guess get that in there. Oh yeah, I got to. I guess the 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 reason why I started bringing up the first question I had was whether or not um, the actual act of feeling the middle words or having them in your life. Because I started thinking of um, um, okay, you need your book, <laughs> the good Bible. book. Bible. That's God's book. <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, Mark uh, 14, 33 to 30. That's, if you have this Jesus, Is that Jesus going to the cross? Right, we before should be that. right before that, right? Get the 33, 33, 14, 33, and 34. Yeah. He mm. took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, said to him, stay here and keep watch. Yeah, I think the main thing I'm looking at there is that at that time, Jesus was deeply disturbed and troubled. It was the, the concept of, in my head, when I was going through this, is we have these middle words distressed and troubled but even in that that's where that hope comes from because we're talking about joy and, and of course that then goes along with the hebrews that yep. just, and so that was my whole train of thought when we're okay. going through this and now you know my whole picture and now you pretty much have everything on my paper so there you go okay need to elaborate oh, we were good at this and we're well no, no i yeah. guess this is where I, I this is where i wanted to get to so now you can elaborate and i can be quiet and fall asleep oh sweet <laughs> well i think going on top of that i i the bible is in its accounts doesn't all it, it's a very narrative book but it doesn't always give descriptions of how the biblical uh the biblical characters or the biblical people in the story are feeling that's actually not that common so to note that jesus was distressed and in anguish is a key point to this the fact that god made sure you knew what jesus was feeling means this is understanding the story and i think it, it ties into that concept of ironically joy because too often you know because of what sin is placed on us you know we all experience yeah. the horrors of sin in our lives and and some days are downright terrible for us and but one of the i think the biggest deceptions that we have in christianity is this idea of joy versus happiness and you know we we tell people to be joyful in their yeah. struggles well um the, you know that does that mean i i walk through oh you know man you know i've got three family members going through some awful stuff right now but man am i happy today there's that joy it's no that's that's not what that's supposed to be yeah and and i think i think if we rebuke jesus in that moment and we went up to him and, and as christians some christians would be like this and go oh cheer up buddy you know have joy in the lord what are you doing <laughs> i think we're missing something there oh, yeah. and so and and i and and i just i just try to thought gone <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Poof. <laughs> I think it's also, if Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, too, if that's one of those middle words is overwhelmed and sorrowful, that in itself is not sin, right? Because Jesus didn't sin, too. So there's... Well, well that's where we go back to the other concept. If, right. Result of sin. Because in it's, the world. it's really, if he let that waffle, waffleness... <laughs> Not waffling. Waffle <laughs> he didn't chicken waffle. and waffles. He didn't waffle in the awfulness. <laughs> um, but if he let that sorrowness, sorrowfulness, those words, those sorrowful. words, if he let yep. that, then impede him to be able to obey his father, mm -hmm. then that becomes sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even and and we know what the will of the father was because we get a look into it. But even if Jesus was like so overwhelmed, he's like, you know what, I'm out. Well, like he, it wouldn't look like a sin to us of him getting up and like I think I'm going to go on a vacation to North America. Yeah. Um, like, But he even asked. He's like, if yeah. there's another way to yeah. do this, let's, yeah. let's 
do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but that's what like what wouldn't look like to a sin to us. Jesus making a trek to North America would absolutely be Ooh, going against God's will. A disobedience to God. Yeah. Yes. Which is the very essence Ooh. of committing a sin. Well, yeah, right. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying take a day off and, 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 and relax for a second. But if it's a, one of those things, it's like I am not going to pay attention to my wife or pay attention to my kids because of this middle word. Then at that point, you're not really following God's obedience. I mean, you're not obeying God's word for you at that yeah. point. And I think that's where the, uh, it, there is I th- there is a disconnect from some different people that I've talked to that there, there is the, oh, well, you should just be joyful in the Lord all the time. I don't know why you're upset about stuff. To, Your eternity is secure. What matters down here? To the, <laughs> to the other side of like, well, I'm depressed. I'm not yeah. going to do anything. So therefore, I'm just going to, you can just let me sit in this world. Yeah. Sorrow. Because this now is my identity. It's no longer I'm a child of God. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's where yeah. and that's where this balance comes into play. Of And, that, and I just wanted to point out that even Jesus was feeling sorrow and waffleness. <laughs> can we, can like we please, there's, we're going to be food sped our waffles. Yes. Can, can we wow. be food sped our waffleness? Not making waffle sandwiches. <laughs> I want one really large one. I'm so glad I can give you entertainment. <laughs> Paul says really, really, really smart things, like really deep. And then he messes up a word and all we can tell, is, all we can talk about is the waffleness of Paul's wordaging. Wav is wa- <laughs> Bring Melon! <laughs> See, you guys, you've been saving up because I haven't been here and I bring out the weirdness in everybody. So It's, it's because you, you haven't know. been here that now yes. I have to fill in that spot. <laughs> yeah. No. And I can't waffle this anymore. It's okay. I can waffle it. <laughs> I can't say that either. I can waffle it through with my, no, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Waffle too. Oh, boy. Sally sells seashells, seashells by, by the seashore. seashore. Well, I, I, guess I, I guess I really did find comfort in the fact that even even in the midst of, Jesus had always knew that his his, his journey was going to end at the cross. Well, you know what I mean? Until it, yeah. until it didn't. And, <laughs> until he rose from the dead and he's like, ha ha. But he knew that that, that was, was the, out, yes. that was the purpose of his life. Correct. And yet in that, even then he was still like, ah, I don't want to do this and um, you know I'm sad about it Yeah, you know and distressed but he also as we saw in Hebrews he also found joy in that yeah. knowing that all this is going to go on but this is the end goal because of the future be able to see the future outcome of what is going to you know I and I guess it's just I'm looking at the big picture here going how does that help us as people who are going through middle words I mean how do we turn around and take these middle words and go alright I might have this middle word going on right now but I need to find the future joy that that Jesus brings with me because I know he's walking with me, which is going to be a big topic for next mm-hmm. week. We're going to be talking about how we should, that Jesus is going to be walking wherever we go kind of thing. Yep. Um, and so, but I'm, I mean, it's because sometimes it really is hard to get past the fact that this middle word exists. Sometimes the middle word is so big that you can't, yeah. you can't see into that it could be future. Grief. It could be grief. It could yep. be depression. It could be anger, anger. Assuming. Yeah. So I know we've had these conversations before. I'm just looking at a different line. Yeah. And it's so hard. I mean, in just in the conversation it's so hard to really have a meaningful conversation in that because it is very easy to just say well just look to jesus yes well, and the author and perfecter of your faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of god and he did that easily too yeah i feel so much better now yeah, yeah. that joy it's yeah. just like oh smile well or oh feel better well and we we talked actually a little bit about this with the high school youth group on sunday night was you know the the basis of our study on on sunday night was things are about to change you know whether you're whether it was one of our our now former seniors who are 
going on to their next step or just starting a new school year, it, there there can be a lot of intimidation with, with these life changes that are, are about to happen. And each of us handles that differently. It looks different for every person. And we and it's very easy. Uh, and it's people try to, fellow Christians try to show they care. And one of the ones is, don't worry, God is with you. And I, I said to them, oh, someone told me that. Oh, we're all good now. I, 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 all my worries are gone. It's, you know, that that's a comforting sentiment to a point. But it, if we're just looking at, oh, God is with me. And if that's, it, that's not always the most helpful. Well, and, and it's really to, hard to generalize. Yes, because because it's a when someone says it, they they mean the absolute best. Like it's yeah. it's a very kind statement. I'm not going well, against but that. I'm even talking about middle whatever middle word is 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 plaguing you. Mm-hmm. That your depression and my depression could look like two different things. Oh yeah, and to sit there and and and, and go well, everybody with depression, this is how you handle it. No. It doesn't work that way, you know. And I and it really comes down to okay, I need to know you individually and how you react to those things and if you come to me and go hey listen if if I come to you and I and you you reach out to me and I don't respond back it's probably because I think everybody hates me right now and it would really be helpful that you, you know, sure. yeah yeah and and that might work for you whereas for me that's not the same kind of thing that I need at that time and how do you actually because it really comes down to it's not just the person in the middle words it's that's us as a community as a, as a church is how do we also get involved with other people going through these middle words don't and I'll go Oh, I was going to say, we've had a similar conversation about this. I'm sure we have. <laughs> well, I know, but no, how you're talking about middle words, but don't you have to live through that, those middle words? You know, somebody may suffer from, I, we've used depression all night, depression or anxiety or, or whatever. Or cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Don't you have to, yeah, we know that God's word is the beginning and God's word is the end, but you have to live through the middle. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of? Well, and, and that's what we're and, kind of talking about, but it's how, <clears throat> how you're living through that. Well, and, and so and, I th- where you're getting i think is instead of like trying to get around it you have to go through it like through somebody it. Yeah. that's a that's a hoyer saying a lot uh maybe and maybe it's a grief share i maybe. think it's a grief share I was just like you know i understand but sometimes that person or a person or even myself if i'm having a real crappy week and i'm pissed at the world i want to wallow in that for a day or two you know or at least an hour and be like mm-hmm. no i'm mad at everybody yeah and then you get it out and then it's fine or better or yes maybe not mm-hmm. but at least i and i know that's not for everybody but you know, people around me or my family or myself would be like, oh, you know what? You've really been stuck in this middle portion here for a long time. What can we do to make you or to help you look at that differently? You know, like you're not in this alone. You're not in this by yourself. You're, you know, how can we get you to live through it? Yeah. And I I think the point that I was trying to make before is yes, there might be times that I'm going to take a day or two and I'm going to wallow in this, but then somehow, some way, even this through community or through whatever, you need to get to that point that you're going I'm not letting this keep me from obeying God yep. mm-hmm. you know and walk back towards that and even if it's in baby steps baby steps Ew. you know because there there might be just little baby steps towards but as long as you're going and, and it, of course it, you know it's really easy to say well Jesus will be with you the whole step of the way probably hard to think that while you're yeah. going through it well absolutely you like know. if your house burns down you know you're going to take a few days and you might be mad at the world you might be mad at some dumb candle you left burning you could be mad at the 
microwave. That's a baptism candle. Or Absolutely. <laughs> that baptismal candle that you're supposed to light every year. I got carried away. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, girl. Celebrate this baptisms anyway. You owe it to yourself to be able to go and then eventually be okay mm. with it. Because we are humans. The world is full of sin. It's not perfect. And things around you are never going to be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's a license to feel on, on yeah. that. I think uh, what I was trying to get at earlier, I might not have communicated with that, is you know, we have we have joy, which is looking to the future. But that doesn't mean necessarily that we're always happy now. And one of the deceptions that you can some that we can get tripped into as Christians is, you know, why are we? Why are you sad when you've got eternity? Yeah, that's that's great. But even Jesus got angry. Even yeah. Jesus was sad. Like I, I, you know, I forget which account uh, of of the night before he's arrested or the night that he's arrested before he's crucified. It says, you know, my soul is sorrowful to the point of death. And and another account says, while he's praying in the garden, uh, he becomes so anguished and so stressed that he literally sweats blood. Which uh, scientific evidence has shown that your body does do that under extreme stress. If it were a sin, then Jesus couldn't have saved us. The fact that Jesus experiences these feelings so intensely means that these middle words and what they bring upon us, it is you have a hundred percent license to feel what you feel because that's that's part in in many ways that's part of what sin places on us is the misery that comes with that. You know, the only thing I would have to be cautious of is the definition of those terms mm-hmm. and to not uh, what's the best way to put this um to not attach sin to the action of whatever this middle word is doing because eventually because right. you I, I guess the i guess the question is is like oh you're depressed okay well go ahead and do whatever you want because you're depressed mm-hmm. right you know does that make sense yeah, yeah and well and um also be careful in yes we have feelings but feelings can be sinful too well yeah oh. i mean later on you know of course jesus experienced anger but uh saint paul i forget which epistle he says ephesians yeah it talks about you know it, it's okay to have anger but don't sin in your anger yeah correct because i still think i still think that even when you take a day off and you be like okay i'm taking a day off because my house burned down because of the baptismal candle ultimately Why are we blaming <laughs> Jesus? For is there something that we need to know about <laughs> no i have not set fire with the baptismal I'm candle just, but i'm just saying but there there is there is i think the ultimate goal is to get to that point that we you know that jesus is still walking with you and he's your hope for this future that whatever yeah. whatever calamity is happening at this moment in time that ultimately at the end of the age it is going to be okay yep <laughs> I, I do want to as we've had a lot of these conversations a lot of this is how do i respond to the middle words that i'm in um and we've touched on it a little bit but i think one of the bigger questions is how do we as the body of christ respond when one of our brothers or sisters right. yes is, so to. so when when lacy burns her house down with her baptismal candle don't do that what do how do i how do i respond uh is it a sucks to be you or is it here have my well and that's the question it's you like one thing bring, it's one thing to bring you know because some people might bring food yes. some people might bring, do these different yeah. things yeah but then you you might get into a, a bout of depression because you just lost everything you own absolutely and so some some of it could be yeah bring food and some of it could be comfort but somebody also in the body might needs need to, be, to say hey. hey just know just know that you are the crisis with you and that the, the hope that he brings this is a temporary thing yep. yeah sorry um you said bring food and all i could picture was marshmallows <laughs> um that's terrible and that's, i know why um <laughs> 
fire's burnt. To, to roast. Oh. To roast I'll bring s'mores. Like All right. Marshmallow. Do you but, like it charred um, or just toasted? But yeah, like absolutely Lightly every toasted. every one of us is is going to do some, and that's what you know. The the youth talked about that a little bit with one of their adult leaders. Um, was broke her leg mm-hmm. very recently, you know, before the national youth gathering. Um, you know, I remember Casey, if it was you who said it, or one of the one of, one of them that was there Saturday night that wasn't there um, the other nights. Um, talked about how not everybody could do everything, but everything got done mm-hmm. because somebody did something. Yeah. But everybody it, did something. Well, and I'll I'll give an example in that uh, all I met on for all the air to see. At no point during that time was I able to push the wheelchair. At no point did I actually do that that situation because my job as the primary adult leader was to make sure that all of our youth were getting to the right place. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that the trip went well, you know, it sounds initially bad to say, yeah, you know, one of our adult leaders was in a wheelchair and I didn't push at all. But at that point, my way to help the rest of the youth that have the trip go smoothly was to have someone else take care of that while I was out front making sure that people weren't getting lost. And in that way, I helped I helped the group pull together in that way. And each so he got lost. Don't yeah. Worry about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was, he was I playing, edited my stories. He was playing Pokemon Go and found a Charizard <laughs> yeah. way out there and yep. Follow That's, me. <laughs> Sorry, Poke, uh, Pokemon Go came out right before the National Youth Gathering six years ago. In oh, oh, 2016, really? that's right. And it was a, I was an adult leader on that, and it was an absolute mess because everyone <laughs> had their heads buried in their phones walking the mile between the convention center and the, the dome in New Orleans. And, and and you'd hear people go like, oh, Charizard! And everyone would be like, <laughs> And like, adult leaders were constantly having to say put your phones away but the adult leaders were actually the worst i wasn't i did not play you did in our neighborhood i did in our neighborhood um there was one that was in the backyard of somebody's house and i really wanted but i didn't sorry yeah well i mean i I think i turned it on once and i was like this is dumb yeah That's how I got to know my my neighborhood uh, when I had moved. I had just moved to Omaha about then, and and I didn't really play at that point, but Tara did. So we discovered my new neighborhood in oh, Omaha by playing Pokemon Go. Tara's she taught me that today. you can locate yourself, like if you're lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like if you're. I shouldn't say you personally. Like uh, if you're lost in a city and don't know what streets are around you, if you turn on Pokemon Go, it will tell you like a maps app all the names of the streets and, and where the Charizards are. Yes, so it does. That's it matters. Squirtle. A functional Squirtle. purpose. Um, I have too many of those. If you're lost, Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. Or to go. There's some Google s- Maps. There's probably some sort of biblical thing in there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is cute. the Charizard. Because your wife no, was so proud. He's the Pokemon Go The way, the truth, and the life. My, that, was, that, was one of, that was like my one of my first nights in my new neighborhood. And it was the night before she was going to fly over to go on a mission trip to Poland. And so we had, we had an evening together and we didn't know the neighborhood. And she's like, I got this new game. Let's just try that. I'm like, works for me. I don't know where I am. So it's it's those it's those memories that stick with you. Absolutely. And I, I don't think it was a Charizard, but there was one in someone's backyard and it was like it was up to a they had like a picket fence and it was up to the line and she's like it was like inches away and she's like, I wanna climb the fence. I can't, but I want to. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I think mean, I, I got have, it. I, have no I am idea. the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Charizard except through me. Is that is that how Pokemon go? Through the fence. <laughs> Sorry, all the bad. Only thing, only thing stopping you from being that eternal no, it didn't life work. is this fence. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you have to collect them all. I don't think all. this holds no, up. No, no, okay, all right. Yeah, no. there's, you know there's, there's something about not being able I to get to heaven unless you collect them all or something. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that fence can all be the, a middle word. All the sacraments. <laughs> Gotta collect them all. Fence, all yeah. fence is a middle word. It's the it obstacle. Was, it was the sin in your way of obtaining. Ah, oh, it's the middle word. Okay. Mm. Wow. And the final word is the squirtle just across the fence. <laughs> Oh, all right. And with that, it's good. To- I'm wondering if anybody's like actually like listening at this point. Like, like, what what are they talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So. We just circled back to Pokemon Go from six but, years ago. But where we're, oh, it's because not everyone can do something or not everyone can do everything, but everyone can do something. And that's and, and sometimes um, in that situation where someone has lost their house for some reason or another, whether you could be the person that brings the s'mores to cheer someone up but also it can be it can be just as helpful you know if if you have an insurance license and know how to file effective claims you can help i mean you someone trained in that can mm-hmm. can help you recover some of I your assets i mean you you might not be that peter yeah. not a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wasn't thinking of anyone yeah, in particular one. i don't have that kind of license so i can't help you but uh but oh the but gosh. i can help you with the tax implications yeah <laughs> like but someone to help in those moments like you know it with especially like that can be extremely helpful like mm-hmm. you you never know what skill you can bring to help someone in their crisis all, all about connection the mm-hmm. new you know yep exactly all right well i'm glad we just talked around in circles um, <laughs> body of christ yay <laughs> All right. Well, and I think I think that we talk in circles because it's so hard. Each of us has those middle words, and each of us, in turn, in this room, is dealing with different ones. And in dealing with different middle words and different crises, sometimes it's impossible to know how to help. And we want to help so badly because we know none of us were designed to experience the horrors that sin has imposed on us. But we all know we have to go through some downright awful stuff some days. And sometimes the even though it's a, a a little cliched the best thing to do is sometimes just to pray or remind them that jesus is with them going back to the garden of gethsemane after jesus prays uh, one of the accounts tells us that uh, that the god sent an angel to strengthen jesus and right after that happens uh, at least in the account don't know exactly timeline wise but it, right after that verse jesus hears the soldiers in the distance so right <laughs> as it's about to happen god strengthens him prepares him for what's about to happen and even though he doesn't remove the suffering he gives him the strength to face what's next and it begins. The The final 12 hours of Jesus's life begins right then. And in many times, the best thing you can provide is your prayers and your company. And even though that can't bring back what someone has lost, or it can't take away necessarily the physical pain, your presence and the presence of God can help in ways that are unspeakable, that you can't put into words. Yeah. I feel like you should just add an amen to that. And well, because Jesus who found joy was set beforehand to endure the cross and despise, uh, and despise the shame, right? Well, so as we are you Paul who was set before Jesus you are that joy he, because of you he endured the cross yeah, but I'm just saying that. yeah yeah um and and to to I think to round this out then um, we've talked a lot about middle words uh in that Colossians 1 passage there's there's just one quick phrase in there that says um, the first that Jesus was the firstborn of the dead um and that is really that glimpse of the final word um that that resurrection from the dead where Jesus has already won victory over the grave um but all the 
those who have faith and hope in all those who have faith in him have hope, have that sure and certain confidence that Jesus is only the firstborn from the dead, that everyone else is rising up to. All those who have faith in him will be reborn um, on that last day when he returns. And that will be that final word that we have to look forward to. Then we will have no more middle words in our lives. And we'll live a middle earth with the elves. Maybe. And the hobbits. It'll be it'll be perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Who knows? Maybe there will be fun I, characters there that we I, have never met before. We'll would, get to see angels. I could go for a second breakfast. <laughs> um, we won't need it, but we'll eat it. Exactly. We won't need it, but we'll need it. <laughs> Say that again. We, we won't, won't need, need it, it, but, but we'll, we'll eat, eat it. it. With our spoon? What was it? Spork. No, no what, was it? what was What was it? Oh. We'll be poon we'll fed. Foon's so, bed. Foon's bed. Yeah. Foon's bed. That's not going away. Sorry, Paul. See, um, yeah, my middle words right now are <laughs> humiliation <laughs> I can't even talk in that note I'm, I'm yeah. not talking you there guys you go. finish well I think that Jesus brings that we look forward to that final word mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh yeah that's it that's Jesus coming back right there like I just can't wait for him to be like bust through the clouds like that be like oh yeah and then Jesus and then we're like that's not how I pictured it but okay okay Welcome back. It was lost in translation, but that's what it told us. <laughs> Kidding, y'all. Hey, everyone, look uh, above yeah. the clouds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. Doesn't that, wouldn't that be like, we're up to me. Sorry. That's not what I expected. I think the, the main picture is like him like, <laughs> like gliding down and then. The long, bl- yes, it's like the long slow, hair flowing. Like, yes. yes. Oh, like, no, it's going to. Mm. Right, like, like that. that. Like, to call like oh yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm if, so many if there, there's several things we Jesus. learn, there's several things we learn about Jesus in reading the Bible, and he does the unexpected is one of those things. So yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to teach middle schoolers all about Kool Aid Jesus coming back. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, never mind. And Where'd we just went. I think we should. Uh, <laughs> we should I think shut we should this down. Pray before. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Jesus. Help. All right. Help. Yeah. Just help. 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 <laughs> All right, I'll pray. Uh, dear Jesus, help. Um, thank you for the help that you give us uh, in those in the midst of the middle words, um, especially just your presence, um, that you are with us, that you are walking alongside us and guiding us uh, into or guiding us through those middle words, ultimately to that final word of your resurrection um, and uh, our resurrection to new life in your return. Uh, and so we look forward to that day uh, when that final word will be spoken. But until that day, um, we just pray that uh, we could keep our eyes fixed on you uh, in the midst of those middle words as as you are the author and perfecter of our faith and as the joy, as we are the joy that was set before you. Because of that, you endured the cross, despising the shame and are now seated at the right hand of God. And so we um, just pray and to help the, that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you in the midst of those middle words. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Anything All right. else? School tomorrow. School, School tomorrow. tomorrow. Let's go. That's it. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. Um, quick note uh, for anyone uh, who has a, a third grader who goes to either Trinity Lutheran School or just uh, connected with I our Trinity. I have a third You grader. do? Well, yeah. let me tell you. I also have a third grader. <laughs> wow, that quinky dink. Oh, figure uh but this this sunday if you didn't you didn't that'd be weird yeah <laughs> we'd, we'd have to have a conversation this this podcast will take a very interesting turn a different middle word. get your popcorn <laughs> get your popcorn folks 
but uh, we are presenting uh, Bibles to third graders uh, this weekend. So we've reached out to everyone that we have contacts with through either the church or school. Uh, if you haven't heard from us, uh, please contact me, uh, Casey Roberts, at casey.roberts at trinityfremont.org, because we want to make sure every third grader and every third grade family that wants a Bible gets one. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, continue passing God's word in our families and communities, and this one focuses on our families. But not just third graders, um, for the third graders for the Bibles, but all students and educators mm-hmm. um, or people who are at all connected with schools are invited this weekend to all any of the services for um, a blessing on your upcoming school year. And then also we have an awesome new restarting new ministry coming up. Our awesome head of children's ministry, Lori Behrman, is beginning a toddling to Jesus class. And I am absolutely thrilled about this. Uh, so it's it'll be uh, during the education hour, 915 to 1015. And it's for parents and kids, the kids age zero to three, the parents hopefully are not that age. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we invite both the parents and the kids uh, to the nursery at, uh, at Trinity during that time. And it kind of has two points. The first one is teaching parents how to talk about their faith to their zero to three year old, but also creating that community with parents with kids of the same age. And like we talked about at the end of this, you know, God gives us community to show that we aren't alone. And this is forming this community to show that uh, you're not alone and that parents are of the same age of children are facing the almost the exact same things. Exact. Mm-hmm. Almost. I said almost. That's the caveat. Anything else going on? No, not much other than if all you, of uh, that. If you filed an extension, you're only got a couple months left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just Message from our text. And box. Christmas is coming. No. Get ready for 2023, y'all. Oh, <laughs> we're not even going to say. I actually got to, t- I talked to uh, um, one of the care facilities about caroling today. So Christmas. We, I, was talk- I was talking about Christmas. Here we come, a waffling. <laughs> <laughs> a waffling. <laughs> All right, and on that note, yes, peace. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to 1-844-353-5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.